Zeros. Thanks for tuning in to Zeros Talking Heroes, the podcast that doesn't contain power. It is power. I'm your host, Joe, and this week we've got three, that's right, three competitive ice dancers to talk to you about Justice League. Kicking it off with the return of Frank. The podcast that is a believer. Corey. The podcast that's only interested in her skill set. And sequel. The podcast that feels like an oversimplification. And the honorable mention would be the podcast that uses the Doomsday Clock as a snooze button. Before we get more into Justice League, though, let's let you know what else we've been watching. Frank, I'm sure you have an extensive list. Or at least one thing. You know me so well. Um, I actually watched the first season of the show called Shannara Chronicles. It wasn't bad. The acting was pretty shitty. That was an MTV show? Yeah, and then like Spike bought it or something, but John Favreau produced it, which is oh. actually kind of cool. But yeah, it's it's interesting. It's like D and D kind of sequel. What about you? I watch a lot of movies. I rewatch Man of Steel. Okay, that's a lot of movies. <laughs> and that's it. No, and I watched. Um, I shut the Sunday night game off at halftime and watched Super with Rain Wilson. You've seen it, Joe. I've seen it. Yep. Yeah. You've seen it. It's a weird it's movie. It's very weird, but it's very entertaining. What else have I watched? I know I was going to forget. <laughs> write them down, man. I should write them down. Put them with your bet. Oh, I watched the um, Black and White Logan. I want to see that so bad. I think I'm getting the Blu-ray for my birthday. I nice. prefer the color version. Really? But the black, it's like cool for like the first half. Did they black and white it and then like red the blood? No. Oh, that would have been cool. I'm actually kind of glad they didn't. Yeah, I watched that I think the day after we recorded last week and talked about it. Yeah, and I watched um, a couple other movies I can't remember. But. Wonder. Yeah, so Wonder today. That's right. Thank you, Movie Pass. It's a wonder. You forgot. Oh! That movie's really good. It's a tearjerker, though. It's like a move, one of those movies that strictly exists to make you cry. That's it. They did it. Corey, what did you watch? I watched John Stewart's Night of Too Many Stars. Uh, only about a half to three quarters of it. What is to... that? So, John Stewart put on uh, a benefit live on HBO on Saturday that benefits Next for Autism. So it's, you know, just a bunch of famous comedians getting up and doing comedy-type stuff. It was actually really funny. They did a, essentially a, they recreated, like, the old uh, Daily Show, because Colbert was there, uh, Stewart obviously hosted it, and, um... The guy who hosts it now? No, oh. not Trevor Nova, but John Oliver was there, too. Oh, okay. So they had three of, like, the old-school original guys from, like, the early to mid-2000s there. So they redid that, which was funny. Uh, Louis C.K. was supposed to be there, but for, for obvious reasons, reasons he, he... He's got uh, things going on. He had some things going on. But uh, beyond that, it was it was really a, a fun time. Even if your, like, benefit shows aren't your thing, it's still pretty... It's still a good watch. And it's on HBO Go, so if you really want to watch it, it's there. Joe, did you watch anything good? I did. I watched one good thing and one bad thing. Perfect. I'll start with the bad thing. Yes. I watched most of the movie Thanks Killing... Oh. It's a really terrible movie. <laughs> is it a horror movie? Yeah. Like, they made it to be bad, I'm pretty sure. Nice. It's about a turkey that kills, right? Yep, it's uh, about a turkey that gets resurrected from, like, 500 years ago and just starts murdering <laughs> kids. <laughs> Sounds amazing. It's How this pretty be spectacular. I'm watching this movie tonight. Go for it. It's, it's bad. It's bad. And the good thing that I watched is 12 Angry Men. Nice! Yeah, I really wanted to watch that movie after hearing people talk about it. I forgot how good it is. That movie is incredibly powerful, and it's really, really fucking good. Is it worthy of my number one spot? 
I can't tell you what, whether it is or not. All right. It might have made my 10 list, like, just based on that viewing, because I haven't seen it in a really long time, but I was like, that's a really solid movie. I love it. They remade it in 97. That's unfortunate. It's, like, not bad. Tony Danza's is in it. I stand by my statement. <laughs> Guess what juror Tony Danza is, if you... Seven? The seven? Which one? Seven's the only one I don't like. The, the guy with baseball tickets. The sport, yeah, that's who he is. He has next... I know he has Yankee tickets, right? Yeah. <laughs> really funny. Yeah, watch 12 Angry Men if you like old movies. Also, that was my old movie for the week. And that's what we've been watching. Let's do our movie facts for Justice League. Justice League is a new release. We just came out this year, 2017. It's rated PG-13. It's two hours long. It's directed by Zack Snyder mostly, (laughs) who brought us the Dawn of the Dead remake, Watchmen, Legend of the Guardians, Sucker Punch, Man of Steel, and Batman v Superman. The movie stars Ben Affleck, Henry Cavill, Amy Adams, Gal Gadot, Ezra Miller, Jason Momoa, Ray Fisher, Jeremy Irons, Diane Lane, and Kieran Hines. I looked up how to pronounce his name and I wrote it down, but I wrote it too small. <laughs> it happens. The movie was budgeted at $300 million. It grossed $279 million so far in about you know three days opening weekend. $94 million domestic. The scores for the movie are interesting. <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes has this movie at a 40%. Certified. God damn it. Was that 39 this morning? Was it? I refreshed it keeps, like three times. Okay. It's probably fluctuating between 39 and 40. between 41 and 38 over the days it's been out. Interesting. <laughs> so it's all over the place like Joe said. <laughs> yeah. Well, we even on one website. <laughs> what do you hear? The audience score. Yeah, <laughs> the audience score is an 85%. IMDb has this movie at 7.6 out of 10, and Metacritic, 46, with a user score of 7.2. That's all the facts I have for you. This movie was nominated for no. <laughs> Who knows? Let's do our general thoughts for the movie, spoiler-free, and then, you know, we're going to do the whole spoiler warning, and if you haven't seen it yet, you're going to want to turn it off after this. Corey, general thoughts. I enjoyed the hell out of this movie. The problem... the that doesn't mean that it's free of problems. It has a pacing issue, and then one other major flaw that I cannot see past, and frankly, kind of ruins the experience for me. Taking that aside, it is a really, really fun watch. Frank, I was a little nervous going into this, because they really held on to that Rotten Tomato score early, and they were like, uh... You need to become, like, a user and watch this fucking podcast thing that I don't even know what it was about. See it or skip it. Yeah, that was it. And uh, then I saw the 40 pop up, like, that morning, I guess it was released. And I was a little reluctant, but I went in and I was like, I don't understand where the score is coming from. I think this movie is pretty good. The acting was fun. And the chemistry between actors was good. And I don't want to go too far into it, like, spoiler-wise, so I'm going to stop there. That's probably for the best. Yeah. Sequel, you're up. This is one of the strangest movie experiences I've ever had, where I could nitpick this movie to death, but it was so enjoyable that I kind of don't want to. Um, I don't understand the score either. I feel it's about 25 points too low. I think all the drama that went on behind the scenes with the writer and the director and the actors all complaining, and DC not getting its act together kind of influence the score a little bit. It might be a bias against DC movies. But 
again, the thing I was nervous about was the chemistry between the actors, and I think they nailed it. I think that was one of the most enjoyable aspects of the movie for me. But we'll get into details. I'm not entirely sure that Rotten Tomatoes nonsensical like embargo on releasing the score didn't hurt the score to some extent. Like almost like people were the people that were scoring the movie were bitter that their voice wasn't getting heard, so they were just like rotten instead of giving it its fair shake. Maybe. But this hurts opening weekend, I think. It did. I think it did. And people are just like, I want to stay home. That's not how it should have been. Well, this was the lowest opening weekend domestically for any movie in the DCEU. That includes $30 million lower than Suicide Squad. And this was after Wonder Woman came out. It doesn't make much sense at all. No, it really doesn't. I also like the movie. I mean, there are plenty of things wrong with it. There's really only a couple of big things wrong with it, but the chemistry between the actors is great. Is this movie better than Batman v Superman? Absolutely. Is this movie as good as Wonder Woman? No way. But... It's a good second effort to follow up Wonder Woman with, and we'll talk about it more as we get into spoilers, which is going to be from here on out. So if you haven't seen Justice League yet, and you want to, which is a very real possibility, pause now and come back later after you've seen Justice League, unless you know you don't care about spoilers, because we're starting to do them right now. At first I was a little nervous about the casting choices and the fact that they were going to go into this movie completely under, like, no development whatsoever, like, for a universe. And then they pulled together and put this movie together, and they sort of gave us origins, but not really. And it kind of worked for them. I wasn't really expecting it to work, but it kind of did. Well, you get origins for two of the six, right? You have, you have a Superman origin, you have a Wonder Woman origin. You yeah, you have those two. You don't need a Batman origin. We basically you definitely got don't. Bet BVS. Yeah. It's not his origin story, but you don't need it at that point. I mean, you get a little flashback scene of his parents dying, but Batman's been done so many times that... And it's a different era of Bruce Wayne's life anyway. So it kind of works that way. The two characters you don't have before is Cyborg and... Aquaman? The Flash. Oh, that's right, Aquaman. And the the Flash. Right. But they kind of like did a throwaway thing, like, oh, I was struck by lightning, this is how I came to be, and... I died in an explosion, and my dad made me fucking the Terminator, basically. You're... He's the Terminator guy. Yes. (laughs) Skynet guy. That being said, that also... I'm sorry, what's that? That's all right. I just want to ask Frank a question. No, 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 no. I raise my hand. You're a big Flash fan. I am. I'm very curious to hear your thoughts on Ezra Miller's performance or this movie's portrayal of the Flash. All right, so I used to watch Justice League, the animated series, and he felt very animated series to me, but... I thought his humor was a little too much. I thought they used. His I agree with you, hundred percent. He did too. Yeah, he. Was, it got annoying after a while. And he's supposed to be smart. This guy. Yeah, that was my thing. <laughs> he came off kind of dumb. He says one smart thing. Yeah. So I don't hate him. Did you hate the blue lightning? I got over it. Okay. It looked kind of cool. Trying to knit together the backstories the way they did is where I find that the movie had a bit of a pacing problem. Because they had to cram in three different characters' backstory to get them caught up so that they can have character development moving forward. That the first, really the first act of this movie is a lot of that. Where we're trying, where we're jumping around getting bits of all these backstories. Just enough to, to wet our palettes and be like, we can move on and, and push forward in this. Which is fine, but it, it just gave this movie a little bit of a weird 
syncopated pace where it didn't just flow. It was like rushed and then it slowed down and was kind of like a slower burn as the movie progressed in Acts 2 and 3. I feel that that has to be one of the reasons Zack Snyder was removed from the project or left the project, depending on what side you listen to. I think Warner Brothers said, make it under two hours and lighten it up. And he had all these extra scenes and where you would have gotten a lot of development and a lot of uh, backstory, and they just got rid of it. And then what happens, Josh Whedon comes in and we get the Flash eyes. Because the Flash gives these, has like these facial, like his eyes do these like, it's kind of funny, it's like body humor. Uh, when he's doing his Flash run to get behind Superman, and, and Superman turns, and his eyes, and you just keep panning back. Angry Superman eyes, really confused Flash <laughs> eyes. Angrier Superman eyes, even more confused Flash eyes. I thought that was hysterical. But you can only do that so much before it's it diminishing. It's just diminishing returns. I mean, I think he tried to play it safe. Who did? We did. There's so many of his like mannerisms all over this. Yeah. The thing that I don't like about Joss Whedon doing movies or shows is the fact that everyone is a little bit too witty. Everyone always has that snappy comeback that's like worded weird. It's it's just like I saw that in this movie, and I don't necessarily think it works. It works about 50% of the time. The other half of the time, I was like, that joke didn't land at all. Yeah. And we're, luckily, it's not like a glaring like thing that stops the momentum of the movie, doesn't kill the momentum. It's just like, we, we gloss over that one, and we, we, we keep moving. Did anybody... A big thing that was made before the movie dropped was Henry Cavill having to come back, and they had oh, to like digitally remove... Did everybody notice what she was in? What was it? Well, it was in a bunch of scenes. I only noticed it in one. I saw it, it was in mostly when yeah. they were at the house, him and Lois. And really? Yeah. In the field. I only, I think I, I saw it for a brief moment there, but I saw it hard on the cell phone footage. Yeah, the opening scene, definitely. Which bothered the fuck out of me because <laughs> it doesn't need to be there. Yeah, that cell phone. Can we talk about how awful the opening scene is? That's terrible. Yeah. I hated it. That was I terrible. couldn't stand it. They didn't go back to it. Yeah. You get the... It, he says a cool thing about, like, the S looking like a river, but again, it's just left there. The whole scene... And, again, that entire scene was clearly CGI mustached out, which means if you're not going to use it again, leave just it the fuck it. out. It doesn't need to be there. Some guy but in the row behind me said, oh, his face just... Why is his face moving <laughs> like that? Like, <laughs> no idea. Like, you can see it jump a little bit. Like, it's poorly done CGI, yeah, too. It's like, it looks like his lip wasn't moving when he was talking. Yeah. He has facial hair in Man of Steel at some point. Just freaking leave it in. <laughs> that would have been, 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 been Superman with just a mustache. Same I love it. <laughs> <There's> <laughs> That's that, fair. You know what it is? There's that divot where, like, the septum is that leads from the septum to the lip. There's, like, a little mountain there. It's fucking straight flat. <clears throat> Like, they didn't try to contour that little area, so they, it's so They only glittering. had $300 million, Corey. No. They can only do so much. What was I thinking? It, it, it's the only... Well, I'm lying. It is the one piece of Superman CGI that bothered the shit out of me. Yeah, I had a major problem with that. One positive I want to talk about, I don't think we talk about this in movies enough, the score for this movie... Good. Outstanding. It's so good. All the little bits and pieces of the individual character score. Yes. I love it. Yeah. Especially the Batman the, In the beginning, one. right? Mm-hmm. And when he gets into the Batmobile. Yeah. That was so oh, good. Oh, it was awesome. Really took me back. Great. Even the way that they... The only character I can say off the top of my head did it. The only... Uh, the way that Ray Fisher integrated his character's catchphrase. 
naturally, because the movie does not call for a booyah, but yet he still manages to, like, weave it in there. I thought that was really good when Gal Gadot is on the statue and you start to hear her music. Mm-hmm. I got jazz- I got so jazzed. Yeah, that's a great theme. The mm-hmm. Wonder Woman theme. Really but is. they didn't do it with guitar. I liked it the way they did it. Yeah, I guess, I think uh, Danny Elfman did the score for this. And he's one of the best, so that was definitely a positive. How do we feel about going back to Themyscira? Loved it. That I was, was so afraid cool. we weren't wouldn't get there, to be honest with you. Such a great scene. And it's early enough in the movie where it doesn't change, it doesn't upset the flow. Like, if you were in Gotham or Metropolis for most of this movie and then suddenly skipped to Themyscira, it would be weird. But because it's like, what, second, third scene, really? Yeah, I'm glad they started. They started right, in, right into it. The mother boxes. Oof. <laughs> Ugh. That was a good place to start, though. So, so many problems with the mother boxes. Yeah, why do they always have to look like the fucking cube from t- Transformers? <laughs> they do. They that. look like the Allspark. <laughs> There's a deleted scene in Wonder Woman where, um... What's Steve Trevor's assistant's name? I've watched this recently. I don't too. remember her name. It was, her last name was Candy, I think. I don't know if that's true. I think it is. <laughs> gotta look it up. Anyway, one of her mission is looking for the mother box that man has. In the deleted scene? In the deleted scene. Huh. So that's the only hint of mother boxes you get in the other movies, right? They don't talk about a Man of Steel or Suicide Squad or... Ugh. Again, this is this is one of the drawbacks to throwing the ensemble movie out so early. And, you know, we've had a very slow burn with the MCU, with the Infinity Stones. This we got thrown right into what... You know, if this was... If DC did an MCU, like the same type of... Each of them get their own movie. Maybe you get a second Batman movie before the big ensemble one comes out. The Mother Boxes would have been something that would have been brought up a couple of times. But again, we don't, I mean, we don't have a lot of source movie source material to go on for them to even talk about the Mother Box. I just don't understand why they waited. Or they're not following that formula. I don't get it. And they waited a long time between Man of Steel and BVS, right? It was like three years? Yeah, something like that. I don't mind that they're not following that format. Clearly, the mother boxers are not going to be that important because they just threw them. I mean, I don't know what happened to them now. I mean, but like the fact that they just throw them at us with no previous mention of them, it was just a. I think it was just a plot device for this movie. But it, it, what it does, I mean, you're right. Plot as far as a plot device goes, it does serve as a way to show that a all three of these main groups had come together at some point. And two, how to bring them back together. Now, going back, or jumping a little bit, to them all coming together. See, well, do you remember what you said last week? About what the big uh, the big reveal was going to be? Green Lantern? Yeah. Yeah, I love that part. Yeah. The, the flashbacks. You, you were, like... Dead on. Yeah, you you were right, but, like, I don't know if you meant that you were going to I thought we were going to get, like, the actor and everything. I oh, thought it was okay. going to be a huge reveal. No, I was happy the way they did that. I, I was very happy it. the way they did that. I fucking loved it. As soon as I saw him fly up, like in his like green lantern, I was like, "Whoa!" I, yeah, yeah. I did the same thing. I was, I like, was like, "What?" Shit. I was like, "You missed the lantern," and then he died. And then he dies, and then the ring flies off. And he find... Steppenwolf can't catch it too. Yeah. Like he goes for it. That was great. And was Shazam in that scene too? I think so. Maybe with the that's I, they say old gods. That could have been Zeus. That could have been yeah. But I, I was trying to come up and see if it was either Shazam or just the other characters that might be in the universe in that scene. I feel like if. I go back and really dissect it. There might be one or two more. His part was quick, so it could be Shazam, could be Zeus, who knows? Because they have a Shazam movie on the table. Mm-hmm. They do. 
And if it is Shazam, he's the one that actually breaks the boxes apart the first time, right? Because he's it's it's like a big lightning mm-hmm. bolt that just hits the uh, the unity. He's Superman's equal, so yeah, yeah. So it makes sense. Do it. One uh, thing we didn't get the scene in the trailer where he said you'd come. Mm-hmm. Waiting for that. There yeah. are a lot of scenes from the trailer they we don't get in this get. movie. That was the one scene, I, the most memorable scene from the trailer for me, anyway. The one, the one memorable scene from a trailer for me that we didn't get, and I'm ha- super happy we didn't get, was Cyborg throwing the helmet on. There was one point where he was like flying up. It looks like he's going through clouds, like about to hit space. He put the helmet on, and I didn't think about it when I saw it, but Matt brought it up way back when he's like, Cyborg doesn't need to breathe. He doesn't need a mask. And I don't know if it was just somebody sitting down in a writing room being like, no, we have to get this out because he, Cyborg doesn't breathe. So what this doesn't make any sense. Or if it was just something else that got left on the cutting room floor. But either way, it's for the better. It definitely left on the cutting room floor. I'm also sad we didn't see him play football. That's right. That was in the, that was in the trailer. That was. Speaking of Cyborg, casting, home run. Yeah. Seriously. My, yeah, no, my, every, everyone was good. My boy was my boy was great as Cyborg. I loved him. Yeah, he was really good. I loved his first scene. I was worried, like the first couple of scenes he was in. I was like, oh no, <laughs> what if he's not a good actor? I'm like, wait, he's playing Cyborg. And then he got really like, I started noticing like the nuances of the performance. I was like, this no, this sounds a lot like Cyborg from like watching the the animated shows. I was like, all right, this is no, this works perfectly. I loved his retort to his dad. Like one of his first lines is, "Fun how you think I'm the monster." I like that. Thought that was quick and dark. Jason Momoa, it was good yeah, too. I liked him. Perfect. I want to see that movie. That's the next DC EU movie coming out next December. Yeah, that's so far away. If it's done early, I think they should push it. I think they should do it earlier. They won't. They won't. But actually, they probably shouldn't put it in well, December with Star Wars. But I heard that well, whatever other Marvel property is also going to come out in December. December's a, a, a Rough month for a rough month for anything that's not Star Wars. Star Wars or Marvel. Really is. That's part of their problem is they keep going head to head with Marvel too. I don't know who had the release date first between Thor and Justice League, but because put them out a couple months apart. They did it the same with uh, BVS and Civil War. Yeah, but I don't it was know like if it's a month away. I don't know if it's DCU announcing their release date, the Marvel coming in trying to undercut it. I can't imagine Marvel cares that much. They've got. I think they do it if they if they do that if that's how it works out they do it because they can it's mm-hmm. like it's like I don't know why I'm thinking this but in Scrubs when Kelso wins the muffins for life or whatever yeah. for a year he just gets one and throws it away he's like because I can yeah <laughs> but that's part of the problem like all right so this movie got round of forty on a Rotten Tomatoes it's better than some of the MCU movies I feel right it's better than yeah, Dark, Dark World, World. Yeah. better than the Incredible Dark Hulk yeah. it's better than <laughs> It's, Two of the Iron Man movies? Yeah, those are... It's at least as good as or, Ragnarok. I don't get the score mm-hmm. at all. I didn't see it, but I'm going to say... I, no, I think Ragnarok's a little bit better. I'm not saying it's not a little bit better, it's but apples it's... apples and oranges. Yes. But it, yes, it, it is. It's, that's actually, Ragnarok's a comedy This movie's movie. on par with Age of Ultron for me. Okay. Fair comparison. That's yeah. fair. Although I think I, I like this better than Age of Ultron. There's definitely some Age of Ultron in this, though. <laughs> I had higher expectations for Age of Ultron, Age of Ultron, so that made it feel like a letdown. Okay, but it's not a bad movie. Like no, this is not. not a bad movie. Yeah, this score is way too low. Agreed. Is there some major we, bias we, here? We can harp on that all episode long if we really wanted to, because that, that, that you're right. It's just too low. Well, normally a studio doesn't care about the critics' score as long as it's making money, but this is not making the money that they think it's, it's going to make, which. 
begs the question, are they going to scrap everything? I think that would be a mistake. They're clearly doing enough to say that they're headed in the right direction. We have Wonder Woman, which was a spectacular movie. We have this, which was a very good movie. If things continue to stay at least on par with this, and even can like find a little sweet spot between this and Wonder Woman, you have a franchise. I don't think they scrap it, because they're seeing and hearing the reviews that are coming in. It's not like Batman v Superman, where only like the hardcore DC guys were in its corner. Like, this movie is... No one's saying this movie sucks. Except for the RT. Except, yeah, except for the people that are reviewing it. And I think the big problem is maybe these critics don't know these characters at all. And they're going in, they have no idea, no character development, no nothing. And that's probably why they want to give it the score. Go ahead. What if it's it's more than even that? It's these critics have been reviewing MCU movies and how successful and well-developed the MCU is. So now they're just saying, this is also comic book property, why isn't it like the MCU? And they're saying, it's not like this, so it's I mean, not good. We, we because were, again, Rotten Tomatoes is just, it, it's either good or bad. It's, yeah, it's an aggregate of... Uh, I, yeah. Uh, yeah, I either think it's fresh, I think it's rotten, average them together, that's the score. I mean, we already established that those two are not the same with Man of Steel. Like, they are two different monsters. MCU, DCU. We have, but these critics might not be. This is coming down to dollars, though. Like, it, they're not making as much money as they want it to make. So if, if the trend continues, like, like so the two worst opening weekends have been Wonder Woman and this. They've been on a steady decline. So when Aquaman comes out and everyone loves Aquaman from his performance in this movie, that could be a, just as good as Wonder Woman if it only makes $85 million in its opening weekend. It's going to be considered a bust, whether or not the critics like it or not. Yeah, that's true. So if they, the trend continues, they're going to have to. Like, I heard that if this movie didn't do what they projected, The Flash was going to get, like, canceled. They're holding other movies hostage based on this <laughs> movie. They might, based on the dollars. But that's an important story arc for Justice League movies going forward. It is, considering they already said they wanted to do Flashpoint, which would be great because you have Jeffrey Dean Morgan in it as Thomas Wayne. That'd and be awesome. an evil Wonder Woman. So back to talking about the actual movie. Yeah. <laughs> so we get a little bit of the backstory, then we get Wayne actually prepping his troop transport, and Gadot shows. Yeah, Wonder Woman shows up. How do we feel about that dynamic, and the change in that dynamic specifically? So you can tell that they're into each other right when they show up, right when she shows up. They got that. They got that. That little shimmer in their eye. Sexual tension. A little sexual tension there, and then it turns on its head right after that first fight. That's a love story I don't want to see. I didn't even get that vibe <laughs> from them. <laughs> I, I you get I get it from uh, Ben Affleck, Bruce Wayne, but not from Batman. Diana? Not from Diana. No. I I don't know. I saw Diana look up at him from the ground. I, I saw it a little bit. I don't want it though. Because the, the connection between Diana and Steve Trevor was, like, so strong. Well, that's what they were hinting. That it was so long ago. <laughs> and that's what they To me, it was it's, last year or earlier this year. <laughs> you, you stayed chased forever, Diana. <laughs> and that's a thing, right? Like, so she's finally starting to come back out of her shell, thinking that she might be able to fall for somebody else. And then what is Bruce Wayne, the right. eminent asshole that he is, <laughs> do? He shoves it in her face to piss her off. And then she shoves him. That was by design, though. Yeah. That was, she had to come out of her shell and start to lead. Because he can't anymore. Well, 
you if you if you don't have special abilities, it's tough for you to lead a group of people with special abilities. Well, it's also Batman's old, and Batman has a suicide wish from the word go. He tries to kill himself at every turn once action starts happening. He's putting his body on the line a lot. Yeah. That was actually one of my f- favorite scenes of the movie is when mm-hmm. uh, when he's uh, you see the bruises on his back and his shoulders out of place and. None of the other characters are going through those moments because they're superhumans, superhumans and he's not. They all even when they're robots. Yeah, even when Flash gets hit by the shot in the leg, you know, the next day, because of the way that the Flash's body works, he's healed up. Right. I mean, we need that from Batman. We do. We need to see his human because so many assholes out there that are like, he's all powerful and he's not. And that's the thing. Batman is and has and will always be human, so he has the human flaws and they... They they accent that, and I think you're right. The way that they accent it when he's trying to get the suit off and he can't quite get the shirt off because his shoulders out of place, and his hands like shaking as he's trying to rub the bruises. That this was right after. Oh no, this was before. No, it was right after. It's right after. Right? Superman roughs him up when yeah. he when they resurrect him. Would you want to talk about that now? Because that's my least favorite part of the movie. So predictable. Though. Wait, which you part? Had to the resurrection of Superman. How it yeah. went down. I hate that. I hate the way they did it. I hate uh, it so much. You didn't like that? F- grave robbing? Grave robbing throwing them in the same thing that Luther used? I don't... This wa- is so terrible. Everyone hated that, that shit well, that and that like. goopy water and everything. They, did, they didn't need to have it. How else, did, how else <laughs> did they bring him back? They needed to bring him back. There's so... no other way. Read a comic book. There's so much... <laughs> yeah. I don't know that much about Open comics. The there's gotta be so the many other ways for Superman to come back. I think Superman has a relationship with the sun now. Yeah. Do something like that. Blast him in his face. <laughs> Just open the casket during the day. Take a magnifying glass. Wake up. What I, <laughs> wake up, Clark. It would have been cool if they open up the casket, or they, they dig, they find the casket, and there's, like not a, in it. there's a hole in the side of it. I would have been fine with that. That would have been cool. Like, mm. Okay. Fought his way out. I didn't like it at all. I don't remember when they, I, I just want to know when they moved the body. Because at the end of BVS, he's buried on, he's buried in the cornfield at Wayne Manor. Not Wayne Manor, at uh, the, the Kent Homestead. No, he's not. I thought he was. No, they have like the... They have two caskets. They have two, the two caskets, one's like... The, the government, super, the government super one, the one's the Clark Kent one, and he's in the Clark Kent one. But I don't remember them I doing. They it. remember. I, I, I'm gonna have to go back. I'm pretty sure they had like an point. actual. No, you're not doing. <laughs> I'm not doing. <laughs> well, it was I remember Batman and Wonder Woman were there, right? When they put him in, yes, the ground. Yeah. So I don't remember if it was like an actual grave site, but I'm not, pretty sure it was. Okay, because I thought I, I vaguely remember it being on like on the farm and can. Like, you know, we get that last little bit of B- in BVS where, like, the ground starts to kind of float. That doesn't make sense to me. Because, like, you re- have to resurrect him with this cube thing, but the ground That's why I thought happens. the casket might have been empty or yeah. something like that, and he was already off, like, recovering somewhere or doing something. fine with that. Yeah, way better. So now that, that that doesn't make sense. Yeah, there's a bunch of, again, there's a continuity issue there, but Just, that scene might only serve as a purpose to, to highlight what Cyborg can do. It's kind of one big... Look at what Cyborg can do scene. He uses his brain computer to get them into Star Labs, and then he interfaces with the Kryptonian thing. He has, like, the weird USB thing come out of his hand. Or GD2. He mates with everything. He mates with everything. And then that's when he says that there's not, like, he, he explains why they can't just drop the cube in and poof Superman. 
Did anyone else expect the Flash to trip when he was running towards the cube? Yes. I kind of expected him to he trip. He tripped every other time that he tried to run, at least once. But this is his first time in action. Right. No, because they, they face Steppenwolf. To get the prisoners out. Yeah, to get the prisoners out. No, I'm saw overall in this movie, this is like the Flash's first time mm-hmm. not shoving people. He even says that. Yeah. So, like, he's, he's going to mess up. That's fair. When he enters the Batcave for the first time, I love that scene. Oh, he's he nerded out. everything out. <laughs> It's a bat cave. When he just sits in the Batmobile for a second and just <laughs> I, again, he does that flash eyes and just kind of like turns, like looks side to side for a couple seconds. I loved it. It was weird that he was like causing sparks off everything. I feel like he would have broken something. I kind of like it though. I mean, it looked fine. It looked cool. We didn't really talk about the villain at all. There's nothing What's to talk, talk about. about the, villain? <laughs> the villain sucks. Oh, it's oh, oh, wait, no. Horrible. I actually have a big thing to talk about the villain. Go ahead. My least favorite part of this fucking movie, and it's like the third time we've, we've brought it up on this podcast, I'm going to bring it up again. You can't make a 100% CGI person yeah. stand next to an actual human and make it look good. The technology isn't there yet. Stop fucking doing it. I hated how he looked. You guys bring that up a lot. I definitely saw that. Yeah, they could have easily made a person look like that. And that's what bothered me the most. What What did you really need to CGI? Those weird little things on his chin? Or the fact that he was like 12 feet tall? Because there's camera angles that can make you 12 feet tall. It's only going to get worse, too, as we progress. Well, maybe they'll scale down the budget it. when this movie doesn't do as they hoped, and then they won't be able to afford that CGI, and they'll have to throw a dude in the costume. <laughs> oh and we'll all get what we want. <laughs> I hope so. Ninja Turtles. It's a blessing in disguise that maybe. they don't make the money they want. Yeah. I, I can't... As soon as he came down and I realized that he was going to be CGI the whole time, I checked out of how cool he may or may not be. He wasn't cool. Don't maybe worry, he go. wasn't going to be cool. There is a <clears throat> aspect of the villain... It's not even really about the villain that I like... I was concerned that Superman was going to have trouble with Steppenwolf after he comes back. And he has no reason to, right? Because Superman is more powerful than him. And he kicked the shit out of him. Yeah. That was great. It was, there's no rust. No, there's no rust at all. I did enjoy when Steppenwolf tried to throw the right hook at Superman. And he just kind of like slowly like moves out of the way. It looks like what the Flash goes through every time we're in like seeing what the Flash sees. Like really slows down time. He just kind of like... Just barely moves out of the way. Thought that was awesome. Corey, you play Arkham. I do. Those bug things, mm-hmm. when you saw the first one, did you think that was Firefly? I did. So did I. I did. I, I really was thought really was. excited. Because <laughs> that would have been a cool way to start it, too, where Batman's actually just going after another one of his villains. But no, it's a bug thing. The set of Gotham looked good, too. It looked like the video game, I it thought. Did. That, I, I mean, the way that they made a lot of it look felt cartoony and comic booky. Even though it was real life, which I, I think is a fun thing to do. I think it's the one thing that the DCEU does better than the MCU. MCU is, the MCU is so true to life, whereas they let this actually feel and look like it would on a panel of, car- of a cartoon, or a comic book, I'm sorry. Well, it depends which MCU we're talking about here, because like the, the space ones... Not so much. Those, sure. are, those are not realistic at no, all. No, they no, go no. crazy with the color. Yeah, they do. J.K. Simmons, I liked him. He was fine. Yeah, I, I could take cast, her. Though. Why did he be, get cast in that role? He does nothing. Well, he probably does a lot. I'm hoping he does more in the in Batman the, movie in the Ultimate Edition. There's probably like that. thirty more minutes of J.K. Simmons. Oh, they just like disappeared. That was rude. All right, I'm out. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> wow, they really just. How did they all know to do that? 
all three of the four knew to just there's, up and vanish. There's two of the three. No. Cyborg was there, too. All right. Forgot about him. That's pretty cool. Which also shouldn't have been silent. He, uh... Yeah. Those jet propulsions <laughs> should have made noise as he was leaving, but... Not the stealthiest. <laughs> no. So... His suit adapts. It made stealth happen. It's true. Okay. Two people from Watchmen made it into this universe now. So we had Jeffrey D. Morgan. But they cut up. Henry Allen. Yep. So he's good. If they That's who he is. Oh my god, I am so sorry. Sorry to... Sorry. I was trying <laughs> to put my finger on what I had seen him in before. I love the Barry and Henry Allen story, so... This was kind of cool seeing him again. I'm excited to see what happens with that. Yes, if they continue and make the Flash movie, Billy Crudup... Hopefully they dial it back a little bit on the Flash, like, smartassery. I thought that was good filler, too. That was good background filler. It was exactly what we needed. Because it wasn't a long scene, it didn't take up a ton of time, but you could really get character motivation out of it, which is important in a lot of ways. Like, we don't know why Cyborg actually... Decides to join the team, he could be fine not doing it. But we know that the Flash has been trying to do these things and is trying to help. So I think that was helpful. Yeah, his growth was was a major part of the movie. Like when he tells Batman, like I don't know how to fight, I just push people run away. Batman gives him advice: just save one person, and you're going to start to feel it. Yeah, that kind of worked out. And I, what you'll know. <laughs> I, th- I love a better line would have been just like, then you save another one. <laughs> <laughs> I think Batman's one snarky line in this was better used when they used it. When he's on the ground, he's like, oh, something's definitely bleeding. <laughs> he had another one, though, when um, he picks up Barry Allen and he goes, what's your superpower? I'm rich. <laughs> that was in the trailer, though. Yeah, we knew that was coming. I liked it. it it's still good, but it's it wasn't it any, at all unexpected. It was also, a line from that scene also almost made my... Uh, my potentials for the opening line bet. The, the podcast at the snack hole. <laughs> Talking about the uh, speed force. Yep. I thought the funniest part of the movie, though, is when um, the Flash saves the family in the pickup truck. And he looks over and Superman's <laughs> 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 <That's> Superman's <laughs> car in the building. When he says bye, I really wanted the little girl to like turn to her brother and be like, what did he say? Like, it, like they weren't speaking Russian in the movie. That would have That would have made that scene just... A little bit funnier. You go right, I'll go left. <laughs> Anyone else disappointed that you didn't didn't get to see Dark Side? Yes. Absolutely. I was so Steppenwolf sucks so much. Steppenwolf like if he goes back up and Dark Side scolds him or something. My nephew, you failed me. Yeah, something. That's all you needed. Would have been fine. Yeah. Is that he's Steppenwolf's related to Dark Side? He, he says that he mentions Dark Side in like a passing line and then we never see him. Oh, when he finally gets the unity back together, right? I think it's before that, but... He does oh, mention him, I don't know yeah, where He, he, he oh, mentions no, 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 him by name in like a throwaway line, okay. and then we never see Darkseid or hear... Mm-hmm. even mention it again. I'm fine not seeing Darkseid, but I think we definitely should have heard him. As I'm, if they show him and he looks shitty, because he wants to... That's fair. That's true. You're so right. I, uh... He yells from off screen, No! <laughs> <laughs> Like, if you hear, like, an ominous voice, you're like, all right, cool, that's dark side. They can't get the look of these villains right at all. I don't know enough about Steppenwolf to know if he does or doesn't look the way that he should in the source material. It's just he doesn't look good. Nobody knows a lot about Steppenwolf. He's a very minor villain. That's why they used him in the first Assemble movie. Yeah. Because they can technically kill him off. Not a big deal. They should have not used Doomsday for BVS and put him in this movie. 
They're completely they wasted. Well, this should have... It would have been, been a better, like, follow-up to this. Because they still got to learn to be a team. They need an easy boss. Fair. Yeah. Tackling Steppenwolf. Steppenwolf. Mm. So, wow. Hold on, can we just run down the villains that we've gotten so far? Sure. Zod. Zod's been the best one so far. That was good. Because he looked... Like a human, like a even as an alien. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he was good. He actually, like, you understood his motivation yes. as a character yep. as opposed to Steppenwolf. And I watched this over the weekend after Justice League, and Zod's by far the best, right? Yep. So Zod's Doomsday. Ares from Wonder Woman. Amanda Waller. But she's not the. <laughs> she'd be the second best villain, but she's not yeah. the actual villain. Yeah. I ever, I forgot the villain's name. In. Enchantress. Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's terrible. Her weird belly dancer. Oh, such a bad movie. Yeah, it was okay. Luther. Luther. <sighs> Although... Well, it's Luther it's, is just Doomsday. It's Doomsday. No, but he's he's the villain in that movie. He is. Right, but... Alright, so the, I guess the, the but they big don't, bad. The guy they have to fight. Yeah. For no reason. You could have ended it there. Fight if Batman and Superman fought, and then did... Oh, right, we don't need to talk about yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. It would have made more sense. And then put Doomsday in this movie. So Zod and Amanda Waller are the two best friends <laughs> so far. Wow. Although... DC, take notes. The end credit scene. Yeah, that was pretty mm-hmm. dope. I didn't want to see Luther again. See, I think I think he's better. Like, I think in that one scene, I think he's better than all of... He was in there for BBS. 25 seconds. Yep. <laughs> but, you, you, but you can't do Superman as a long-standing story without oh, having yes, Lex yeah. Luthor there. The fact that we got Deathstroke, though, and he looks pretty awesome. The only reason why I like cool. The only reason why I like that was because Flashpoint they work together. That's the only reason why I like seeing them together. So I'm gonna tell you guys one of the things I was expecting once we got Superman back. I sincerely thought for a couple minutes there, after Superman was kicking the shit out of the Justice League, that Barry was gonna be like, "No, this is not. This not is not good. good." Going back, I thought he was gonna go back. And trip himself, make it, like, essentially fail, and then just giving them, like, that extra time so by the time he would have gotten back and tried it again, they would have all been like, no, no, let's not do this, and had to have faced Steppenwolf alone. I love that. (laughs) I I, wish. That would have been cool. But, while I was very reserved, because I do not like Superman, I think he's OP, I have problems with him, the way that they handle the final fight in this was perfect, because Superman isn't the Shining Star. As soon as the the main battle is starting, they're fighting Steppenwolf. Superman can just take out Steppenwolf. Could just continue to take out Steppenwolf. Then they could take their time to take the cubes apart. But what does he do? He says, oh, civilians? Boots up. Gives them five more minutes for them to actually struggle with Steppenwolf. I thought that was great. That's what Superman does. He saves people. It, it is, but it's all. It, it just doesn't let Superman steal the spotlight, and the thing that this movie needed to do was let other people shine. So letting Diana... Just everyone Cyborg, else. Let's just say everyone else. Well, really, just Diana, Cyborg, <laughs> and Aquaman. Those were the... Th- Bruce wasn't doing all that much at this point. I've never been a big Superman fan, but I really like what they're doing with Superman, aside for his resurrection. Like, I went back and watched Man of Steel. I don't remember what I rated it, but I would give it higher marks. Like... <laughs> Henry Cavill's doing a great job with it. He totally looks the part. The suit looks awesome. And he's kind of like the Captain America of this world, where he's doing everything, like, for morality reasons. Like, he is kind of like the voice of reason here, and I'm really getting behind him. I like him a lot. 
I love the whole thing that happens in this movie, why he gets brought back. Batman's like, you can't do this with me. They need Clark. He's just there, the driving force behind everything that they need to do. He's he's the one they're going to rally behind. And Batman knows it. That's why they have this whole thing. That's why he does it. And I love that so much in this. I love that line when he and Alfred are arguing and Bruce says he's more human than me. Yeah. yeah. Being super self-aware at that point. Understanding his shortcomings as a sociopath. Yep. He grew up. He, he fell in love. He worked manual labor. It's all things Bruce Wayne like never did. So it's it kind of works. I also wish that one of I, I think the only thing that he could have said that would have been a little more powerful to me like on top of what he did say was that I can inspire cities Superman can inspire the world I thought that would have been a, a really cool line to throw in there because that's what Batman does Batman does inspire Gotham to be better but he can't inspire the world like Superman does inspire the entire planet to do better and he can actually fight aliens that's kind of the big fatal flaw in Bruce's plan in the first place, was like, we can't just let aliens come and take over and be famous. Um, yeah, but there are other aliens, so if you get rid of this one, you're not going to be able to deal with the other one. At least at least this one's on your side. Did anyone feel the movie was too short? Yes. Yeah. I expected like 20, 25 minutes. I thought they cut too much. I appreciate WB listening to the fans a little bit. Major criticism of Batman vs. Superman was it was too damn long. But it dragged and it felt too damn long. Getting under two hours might have been a mistake. It comes back to that pacing problem that I brought up originally, which is, you know, when you have to keep this bad boy condensed in two hours or less, because I think the official runtime on, like, Fandango and or Regal Cinema was 159. Yeah. So you got this bad boy under two hours. Cramming in the character development you need and the backstories you need to catch everybody up to pace on the three characters we've never seen before, rough. It took the first half of the movie at this runtime, the entire first half of the movie. It It's about a little over an hour, I think, before they're actually the Justice League, before they're actually assembled as a team. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, that first hour, not as good as the second hour. Yeah. True. This movie just felt like action scenes thrown together. Like well, BBS had no action in it. Right. So again, they took that criticism to heart and Amped up the action. A lot of action. There's like 15 different action scenes. And everybody I'm just gets throwing out that number randomly. Not complaining. That, that seems high. <laughs> there's a lot. I want to say there's like six. You get Thermoscara. You got the flashback scene. With... Oh, yeah. Okay. The, bat, the actual battle. Right. The first time around. Okay. You get Aquaman with the Mother Cube. Yep. Mother Cube. Mother Box, Mother Cube. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> Do you want your Batman on the roof with the first bug thing, whatever they were called? It was pretty quick. But Can we yeah. talk about how he just let that dude like hang out, like the guy, he's, the criminal he's chasing? I kind of like that. that. Um, that kind of how did they land? How did they fly that far and land on the exact same rooftop where they started? I don't know. He jumps off. They fly away. Maybe. He kills it, and the guy just kind of like hops in, still tied up. Is like, what is that thing? They they probably should have been on Maybe a different flew in a circle. I don't know. The only thing, only thing that's possible. I like this line though. It's just because he's dead. Because Superman's dead. Mm. I kind of like that. Just bringing back Bruce's guilt, which we get shoved down our throat pretty regularly in this. We get the first fight scene after Superman comes back when Superman's fighting them. 
That might have been my favorite fight scene in the movie. That's my it. favorite scene in the movie. It's yeah. like the Hulk going crazy on the... I really, really it's enjoyed that so scene. It's so good. It's it's a better boss fight than the actual Steppen boss Wolf. fight. Superman is a better villain in this movie than Steppenwolf when he's not even the villain. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but I don't, Do you like the way that scene ends? Bringing in the big guns? I loved that. I like it. No, I thought that. How else are you going to make Superman stop? I saw it coming from a mile away. Sure, but Martha, Martha. Okay, <laughs> when Diane Lane shows up, I I, I cried. I I I so did I. I was bald and I shed a tear. And then that scene is nothing. Like she she, I was five times more emotional than Diane Lane is in that scene. Like she to see, I thought she was going to lose her shit, and I was losing my shit preemptively. And then she didn't, and I was like, I'm, I'm so confused right now. I'm, I, I'm getting goosebumps talking about it again, <laughs> thinking about the scene. But when he's hugging her, and, is like, and like, here's mom driving up from presumably miles away, and says, oh, you called mom? Of course. I have, like, uh, chills. And then she gets out of the car. That's when, she I, saw the, that's when I saw the truck pull up. I yeah. was like, oh, yeah. God, this yep. is going to destroy Same. me emotionally. <laughs> yes. And then she yeah. just, like, happily hugs him. I was like, you should be crying. Your son has been resurrected. Well, she also <laughs> said, is it you? Is it, like, really you? Like, there's a little bit there. It should have been more. I don't disagree, but... I'm just surprised it wasn't more. I got it. I got I got enough that I needed where I could be like, no, you're crying. Let's get back to killing Steppenwolf or something. The last part of that scene kind of got me, too, when he was with Amy Adams, and she's like, I thought I was hoping it would take you a couple of days to come back, because I have to send you away again. Yeah. Don't die this time. And then Steppenwolf is, you know, he's doing good against the other guys of the Justice League, but as soon as Superman shows up, he's not even kind of a match for him. No. You see all of Superman's... You see just about all of Superman's powers in this at some point or another. Superman has limited powers. He does. So that's true. We don't all see the big, anywhere near the... We, we, we see the ones that we always get. We saw the I-beams. We saw the, the frost, frost breath, breath for the first time. Breath, I, don't think right? saw, I don't think we saw that before. Yeah, we saw the frost breath. That's the big one that I'm that I was pulling up, though. I think we got frost breath, breath and man of steel. I don't think we did. I don't think so. I watched... Uh, I know you just watched yeah. it. Yeah. I don't think we, he uses it, though. Uh, I'll take your word for it. You say he did, but uses I don't the heat lasers for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, he cauterizes the. Uh, All right, we're not. We're not going back to. How did you guys feel about the race? I loved it. I loved it That's so great. much. That was, was everybody supposed to be there. That's why I didn't like it that much. Uh, there's only so I vividly remember the cartoon episode. They did. They did it on foot. Foot first, and that's what I wanted. I wanted yeah. to see them actually, because I just don't think it's fair if he gets to fly. I think at least one foot should have to be on the ground. <laughs> Superman hopping. No, he can. Use he could still do it. Potato sack <laughs> versus the. <laughs> but I feel like Barry has to stop at some point to get food. No. Well, that's and that's the thing. They only had to race to the other side of the coast. They're running the coast. They're going from. No, they raced around the world six times. In the in that show, in, yeah. in yes. the show, in, in this, oh, in this they were only they only, okay. only yeah. need to go to the coast. This is a precursor. To <laughs> that race the first of many races. And they pull out the um, they call back, they call back a bunch in that scene. They call back brunch. Mm-hmm. What was the other thing? I don't remember. I know that they call back brunch though. I mean, they call back the fact that he has terrible sense of direction. Yes, that's <laughs> the other one. I sure hope this is east. <laughs> yeah, this is. I always wanted to see the Pacific. <laughs> yeah, I knew that. <laughs> I've turned around as well. If you lose, you have to take us to brunch, right? That's uh, that's a betrayal. And if I win, I get to tell everyone. Okay. Deal. Deal like, if you if you lose, you're off the team. I like that too. Yeah, it worked. It's just fun and lighthearted. 
It's a, it's a nice way to end it. I believe that they're friends. Yeah. That's that's all I want at the end of the day. I kind of have to see the Ultimate Edition now. I know. I want to see it. Hopefully we get Martian. I mean, also the fact that um, Henry Cavill tweeted a picture of the black suit, which is a big part of the resurrection of Superman mm-hmm. in the comics. Like, he tweeted a picture of it a couple years ago when they first started filming this. Oh, that's cool. So, like... And we didn't get it. It's definitely a part. Just never the, made it. Yep. So. But that's... Most of it was cut. And that's probably not going to be in the extended edition. I think it will. How are they going to I feel like it won't be because he's already wearing the colorful suit. I don't know. They could shoehorn it. I, I hope it is, but I... For some reason, I don't think it's going to be. You know, though, for the first time we since we've it. gotten a... Well, no, you needed it for BVS. Oh, yeah, true. Plausible. Nobody needed BVS at all. That's a different can of worms. My point is, this is the first time in a DC EU movie where I'm going to happily watch yeah. the extended edition. It's not... It'll make it a normal length for yeah. this kind of movie. And it'll make it even more enjoyable. It's not like it's going to make it so that the movie makes sense. It's not going to like it's going to give us backstory that we need that this left out. It's just going to be more of what we got, and I'm going to be okay with it. That's all. I wonder how long it's going to be. Two minutes. and a half. That's thirty minutes of extended footage. That's it. That's not enough. I, I know for a fact that they well. For a fact, I can't say that. I know that everything I've read online has said that they cut at least 30 minutes of footage. Or that 30 minutes of footage have been, like, stolen and is being passed around the internet right now. A lot of it being cyborg backstory. Right. I could see... And flashback story. Three and a half hour extended edition where you could almost break it up into two movies and have the Zack Snyder edition and the Joss Whedon edition. (laughs) Part one, part two. Only if they read... Only if they cut out that stupid cell phone footage. They won't. God damn it. Well, maybe in the Zack Snyder cut, because clearly that was a reshoot. What's the favorite yes. thing about being on Earth, aside from Lois? Uh, that's what... That has to be is. pizza. <laughs> Do you think that's what he hears when he uh, when he gets asked that question? Oh, when he turns? He turns and, and listens to something and then flies off? It's the ice cream man. <laughs> <laughs> well, it has to be something happy, because he smiles. It's not like he hears somebody else in, in danger and has to fly off to save something else. Well, it had to be... Because he smiles, so, like, for all we know, it just could be, like, Lois opens up, like, the windows of the apartment and be like, Bruce, I'm ready. Wow. Bruce? <laughs> Bruce. Oh, God. He would not be smiling for that one. Motherfucker. <laughs> BVS part two. <laughs> Clark, I'm ready. When you said open the window, I thought she was going to set, like, a freshly baked pie on the windowsill, <laughs> and that's what he took off. <laughs> it smells just like mom's. Cherry pie. <laughs> Favorite, least favorite, I guess, is where we're at. I think a lot of us touched on our least... I think I did both. I did both also. The resurrection scene was my least favorite. Also mine. And I guess my favorite... It's tough. There's a lot of good scenes in this movie. The most enjoyment I got was probably the um, flashback fight scene. Okay. I'm Themyscira. When they get back to Themyscira, they show the mother box and Mm -hmm. the fight and stuff. That was fucking awesome. I've definitely nerded out the most of that scene. Yeah. I'm trying to think of my least favorite. You can go by part two. We don't just do scenes anymore. They're just a thing. I didn't... Well, Wild Frank. Yeah. I didn't like when Steppenwolf was being taken back to wherever he was going. At the first the first time? No, the second time. The last time. When they okay. beat him and then the bugs grab him. And he's like, no! And then he gets sucked into I the wormhole. I can't control them. He's like, No. I did like I did like that turn of events though, because they've been driving home the fact that like 
these bug things beat off fear. And then once he realizes he's about to lose again... He was afraid. Yeah. they like, oh, you smell that? Mm-hmm. Fear, and then all of them show up. I think something that they missed is not showing a parademon being created. Because they make a point of saying that like every time a soldier fell, it got turned into a parademon. And in this, we don't see it at all. This leads me to my least favorite part, which is just Steppenwolf in general, especially the fact that he's CGI. Fuck that. Yeah. My favorite part is actually probably the fight, the first fight scene with with Superman. I think that's probably the most enjoyable action sequence we get. That's hundred percent my favorite scene. Superman v everyone. <laughs> I also hate what happens to the fucking town after Steppenwolf goes away. The flowers. Yeah, it becomes like this super lush green, wonderful taking the Earth back moment. I'm like. So why is it actually bad? Is it just the apocalypse part that's bad? Because it looks like he's going to do some, do the Earth some favors here. Wasn't that a result of the mother box explosion or whatever the hell happens to it? The separation of it kind of left that in its wake. Well, he said they say that he turns it to the primordial wasteland of his home planet. Yeah, apocalypse. He wants to create an, like a second apocalypse. Is the whole point. Yeah, but if the result of that second apocalypse is... Well, that's with him manipulating it. Oh, Cyborg does that. Yes. I did not catch that. Okay. Even better. That that makes a little more sense. It makes me not hate it as much. Is that going to do it for us? I think think so. so. Okay. Hey, guys, that's our coverage of Justice League. What we're going to do now is read the movie, as we do every single time, on an Infinity Stone scale... Which is from 1 to 6. 1 is the low end, 6 is the high end. If you give it a 6, you can also give it a gauntlet for the highest score possible. And now let's read the Justice League movie. And I'm going to sequel first. I'm going to give this movie four and a half stones. I was at a 4 going in because this is a really solid movie. And I'm going to give it the extra half out of... What's the opposite of spite? Pity? It's not pity. I didn't... <laughs> Yeah, respect, because this isn't as bad as, as the uh, critics are giving it. This is definitely higher than a 40%. So I'm going to get the extra half stone for that reason. It's not quite a five, but it's, it's good. This would fit in in the top ten of MCU movies. I'm sorry. 40 is way too low. It is. That 40 is like a two-stoner. Hmm. If that. That is a two-stoner. <laughs> Frank. I'm a believer that they can make this work. I enjoyed this movie... It was fun. It had some problems. I don't want Ben Affleck to leave, because I think he's great. He is great. And with that being said, I think they deserve four and a half stones. And that's what I'm going to give it. Corey, thoughts? I am going... Six and a gauntlet. (laughs) No, I'm going to retroactively up Wonder Woman to six. I don't remember what I gave it originally. I think it was five. It'd be really funny if you gave it a six. <laughs> I don't think I gave it a six. I think I gave it a five. I, I hope I gave it a six. I gave you six in a moment. Did you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I definitely gave it six. Either way, if I didn't, I'm just saying, covering my bases. If I didn't give Wonder Woman a six, good call. Wonder <laughs> Woman 100% gets a six now because this movie is easily a four and a half, and Wonder Woman was still a lot better. So Wonder Woman needs that gap. It's enjoyable. I liked the characters. I liked the way that they acted. I hated the villain, and I hated the pacing between part one and part two, so to speak. And you're, uh, I'm with Frank. I, I'm going to echo what Frank says. I th- I'm ready to commit more to whatever it is that they're going to do. They just need to keep putting out movies like this and Wonder Woman, and they'll have me going back. I don't give halves, guys. We know. So I'm putting it. <laughs> I know. I'm putting it in the four range. 
I reserve the right to change it to a 5 at some point if I see the extended edition. But yeah, the there are things I don't like about this movie. The villain sucks, but the villains in all these movies, whether it's MCU or DCEU, they always suck. One day we won't get a bad villain, but who knows when that'll be. But yeah, the casting, great. The performances in this movie are great. I like what they're doing here. This is a this is a really good two-punch to Wonder Woman's one. And I hope they continue on this path, and I hope they realize that it still makes a bunch of money, and you can figure it out and maybe have one director next time at an appropriate runtime. This is the first time I've ever wanted a movie to be longer than it actually was. Yeah. So, at least, at least it's a first for me. And Ben Affleck, if you're listening, please... Just Please stay, stay, dude. You're so good. You're the best. You're yeah. second best part about these movies. He's my favorite Batman so far in live action. Wow. Yeah. I'm actually going to agree with you. I think I might too. I like Christian Bale. That's Christian fair. Bale's great. Those, those movies are spectacular. But it's two different Bruce Wayne's. Yeah, yeah, it's very different stages of his life. Well, not very different, but different. Different enough. Yeah. And those are our ratings for Justice League. Let us know what you thought about Justice League by sending us an email to zthpodcast at gmail.com. And you can find us on Twitter at zthpodcast. You can find us on Instagram at zthpodcast. You can search for us on Facebook, Zeros Talking Heroes, Zeros and Heroes N and ES, and facebook.com backslash zthpodcast. And go find us on iTunes. Give us a five-star rating. We love those ratings. We crave them. And, you know, if it's not iTunes, it's whatever you listen to. I don't know what Google Play uses. They probably use nothing. But if they do, give us five of those. Leave a review. Leave a review. If you leave a review, we get to read it on the podcast. We love reading and talking about reviews. And it keeps us going. It's our it cool. resurrects us like Superman, but in a way cooler way. Definitely. Than in this movie. Next time on Zero's Talking Heroes, we're going to be doing the movie Spawn. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, I'm stoked. One of the four of us shook our head. I never saw it. So I won't tell you which one. You've never seen it? No. Oh my god. So tune in next time for Spawn. Uh. Until then, on behalf of everyone else, remember that every movie is someone's favorite movie. This one definitely turned into someone's favorite. Yeah, without a doubt. Good night, everybody. <laughs>